Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, we'll be breaking down the draft profile of Ochi Abaje. This is a guard coming out of Kansas who's projected to go in the top 10, but we're going to talk about him nonetheless. We're also going to be talking about the most underrated uh, Bulls of the last decade. And then lastly, we'll be jumping into the mailbag. All that and more on today's Locked On Bulls. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls. Today's episode is actually brought to you by Arcade One Up. Bring home a slam dunk, introducing NBA Jam Slam Edition from Arcade One Up. Pre-order now to play with legends. Arcade One Up is the place for authentic gaming experiences featuring licensed retro games from the golden age of arcades. Today, uh, and thank you, Locked On Bulls is a member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Pat. That's Pat the Designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central, and we're jumping right in. We got a hell of a prospect to talk about today, Pat. That's Oche Baje. Now, he is projected in most mocks to go to go in the top 10. There are a couple that have him dropping outside of the lottery, and this may be because of his age. He played uh, what up to his junior year in college, so there could be potentially... Oh, he played his senior no, year in college. Senior, senior. Yeah, so, so some mocks do take that that into consideration and maybe have some of the younger more upside picks go ahead of him but uh what do you think overall about this guy uh we won't see him that's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's my pick on that one cotton uh, we're not gonna see him no i honestly i don't think he'll make it down there um mm-hmm. six five two fifteen um worked himself into a heck of a player and i don't know if that continues right if that growth continues mm-hmm. uh at the nba level i will say this i liked his game at kansas uh, i thought he was Thought he was a big part of of what they wanted to do, and he really turned himself. You look from his senior year or his, uh, freshman year to his senior year, really turned himself into a heck of a player all the way around. Came in always was a good, efficient player, mm-hmm. but I think kind of the reason he waited as well, right? Like, didn't have a three ball. Just could, like came in, he was a thirty percent three point shooter. wasn't great at shooting it. Slowly mm-hmm. worked on it. Slowly worked on it. Finally, last season, it looked like it finally clicked for him, uh, and he turned him into himself into a focal point of that offense. Um, I like his ability to attack the glass. I like his ability to uh, finish at the uh, at the bucket uh, at a high efficiency. And I like that he's a forty percent three point shooter in college. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of dudes come from college to the NBA and like fix their shot when they get to the league. Yeah, he's sure. already got it or mess it up like or uh, mess Markel folks. <laughs> whole different thing dog i gotta go back and look at that i didn't know everything that went down with markel i knew the yips but it's a whole different thing but um for me with him right i I think the most intriguing part about him is that you saw continued development and y'all know i like players that stay longer in college this kid's gonna be i i would guarantee at a minimum right you would probably see his junior year numbers his first mm. year in the NBA. I don't know if he comes into the NBA averaging 18 points a game. But I could absolutely see him being a 14-3 and uh, what do you, two assists, not 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 really getting rid of that mug. He's a scorer. So I, I could absolutely see him be a nice piece in the NBA off the bat competing for rookie of the year. I think mm. you're going to get a couple of those guys in the league this year. And you might see, watch for this, right? Because we've talked about, what, four or five guys that spent two, three years in college? Yeah. 
you might see a shift in the NBA, how they're going to look at some of these prospects here, especially with the G League, saying, hey, look, um, they're better when they come from college after three, four years instead of one year. Well, I mean, I mean, we'll see because they do come in more ready. It, I think it really just depends on draft position, the specific team that's drafting that's drafting them. Because some teams, if you're not even close to being a playoff team, then you're going to go upside because you have time time to to yeah, um, to to develop them. But if develop you're a team them. that is that is like one piece away, you may start looking at some of these juniors and seniors and saying, "Hey, listen." They're going to come in and still have some room because everybody has room to develop when, no yeah. matter what their age is when they come in. But usually no, at, they're at ready to, to contribute right away. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind a shift in that. Like the thing that I like about this kid is not only just just his size overall and the legit size at, at being a shooting guard, but it's his his no fear of putting the ball on the floor. Now, I will say this. He's not the best ball handler, right? And that it's some shades of Zach Levine there a little bit with that. But what I will say that I really do like about him is just the fact that the work that he put in, bro. Like, you, you look at his freshman year, it's not freshman and sophomore year, basically nothing, nothing special about that at all, looking at the numbers, right? But then how he turned himself it's a heck of a player junior year and then coming in senior year and putting up almost 18.8 points per game, wow. Like he 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 put in the work and you and that type of worth ethic is what's gonna get you over. Some it's not always skill sometimes, right? Or that potential. Sometimes it's just being able, like Jimmy Butler, he worked himself into being a star in this league because he put in the work day in and day out. And looking at Abaje and just the way that he worked, it 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 would make you think and believe, like, hey, if he puts in that work too on the NBA level, we're gonna have a heck of a player on our hands. I don't know if he falls outside of the top 14 because, right, mm -hmm. in this draft at a minimum, it feels like more of a role player's kind of draft. He feels like a piece that could make an immediate impact. Mm -hmm. But if he, one, if he does, where do you see him going? Does he make it all the way to 18, which I think would be a heck of a surprise? Or if he doesn't, what team do you see taking him? Because right now, I mean, every team up there, maybe minus the Rockets, could use a a, a, a forward or was he more? He, six, He's five, more of a shooting guard. guard, more of a two, a two guard. guard. Yeah, could use a two guard at that spot. Like OKC may pass on him. Orlando just they got seventeen of the Wait, same players. Pause. I think we're missing the perfect pick to take him. Does he get past Portland at seven? Considering they want to build around Dame Lillard. Yeah, they've had small guards around him. Even even Simon, small guards around him. His legit size, being a center, being able to come right in and contribute, does he get past even Portland at number seven? Being a shooting guard, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, being a shooting guard. Prepare next to Dane. Um, does he get past Portland at seven? I wouldn't think so, but mm -hmm. I also don't know if, if they keep that pick. This is true. This is true. If they keep if, the pick. I don't know if Portland keeps that pick. New Orleans is set. San Antonio, I think, is... Oh, San Antonio can use a two-guard. Devin Vassell is going to be nice. But That's maybe they true. don't think so. But yeah. but uh, I I think Devin Vassell is going to be nice. But Washington. wait, does, didn't Devin Vassell play more three this year than two? Who played two? Go ahead. Keep going. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, look at that, Ross. I'm trying to think. I, I thought he was the two. Um, Poor kid. Jog, it might be the Knicks, bro. 
Oh no! I think the Knicks are going to draft to replace Mitch. That's what I I, I don't want to see this kid go to the Knicks, bro. bro. They don't need a replacement for him. They got seventeen centers on the team. I saw you guys today, bro. Like bro, that's crazy. Look through man. the list. They got yep. so many. Kevin Vassell played small four for them. Joshua Primo played starting that's shooting guard. Josh Primo, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. I didn't think about Josh Primo. I forgot yeah. about him. Man, Devin said, "Well, I told Devin, said, don't worry about it." I, I just I. I wonder, right, like, I don't know if he fits Cleveland's makeup. Like, I almost could see him falling, depending on who trades and whatnot. Maybe the Kings take him. I Pistons set at the three? Yeah. Are the Pistons I mean, set at anything, really? But, I mean, like, I would assume they have a player that they feel is pretty good there. Like, he might actually get out of there. I don't know if he gets to 18. Though. That's a long fall. But I mean, that's that. But we didn't so, think I always go fall. This is this is this is my thing. I do think that it's either going to be one of, and in most mocks, one of these players do usually fall. Now, some mocks have the Bulls picking a big, so they fall even further. Yeah. But it's either either so Shaden Sharp, who I don't think is going to going to fall any. Uh, you got you got Dyson Daniels, you got o, uh, Oche Abaje, you got Johnny Davis, you got uh, Malachi Branham, who we also recovered. One of those guys are going to fall to close to the the Bulls pick. Yeah. That's why 18 is not bad, dog. Yeah. Why, like, I was telling myself, I was like, 18's a pick you really can do something with. Like, Honestly. I can't, I can't believe we got it. <laughs> you're right outside the lottery. Like, and yeah. you, you get to benefit much like, much like, like, a um, Michael Porter still went in the lottery. He went 14th. But yeah. if it wasn't for Denver picking there, he probably would have fell out of the lottery. You always have something that you can, that uh, when, when if you're in that 16, 17, 18 spot, yeah. you're going to get a heck of a player. Yeah. And I, I, I. Before I looked at who the teams were, I didn't think he'd get that far. Mm -hmm. He might fall, bro. He might fall outside the lottery. Because I don't know. If, I think Portland needs a now player. So I, I don't know if they yeah. hold on to that pick. I think that would be the number that he would go at. If Portland holds on to that pick, I see him in Portland. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. But that is Oche Baje. Let us know what you guys think about him down below. Uh, next up, before we get into the next topic, which is talking about the most underrated Chicago Bulls players of the last decade. Got to talk to you guys about Arcade 1-Up. Now, I'm going to start this off with this, bro. I got to say it like this. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> we have big news. The one and only NBA James is back. And Arcade 1-Up, the leader in home retro arcade games, is not only bringing the best game ever back, but they've made it bigger than ever with it. With, wait for it. Wait for it. The Shack Edition. The Shaq edition. Listen, bro, I don't know about you. So much of my childhood and youth was put spent put it playing NBA Jam, bro. bro. NBA Jam was it where, where it was. Like I, me and I my dad up, used to I go ham on each other. I, I huh? grew up in the PlayStation era. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah at that point, that point we were realistic. You were in the NBA Live 2K era. So yeah. already by then. I don't so, know yeah. about realistic. You seen them graphics, though? Um, <laughs> from back then, though. But people are obsessed with NBA Jam, and I'm thrilled to tell our listeners that you can once you can once again play hoops with NBA legends in this arcade classic. Jump clear across the court and set the ball on fire in one of the first sports games ever to feature real and digitized NBA licensed teams. No fouls, no free throws, no quarters required. Compete with friends and family through all the new Wi-Fi leaderboards, making you more connected than ever before. Pre-order now from arcade1up.com. That's arcade, the number one 
oneup.com for an estimated early September ship date. Arcade One Up is the place that you've uh, that you've got even more classes like Golden Tea, Mortal Kombat, and many others starting at just $3.99. Check this out. They're giving away an NBA Jam Shack Edition to a locked-on listener. Enter for a chance to win the game console for your man cave at arcade1up.com slash locked on. I may even be entering that. That's arcade, the number one up. Slash locked on. You've got till July 8th to enter. Oh, well, yeah, you got a little time to enter NBA Jam Shaq Edition console. Don't miss out. Enter today. Who you gonna play with? Who you gonna play with, Pat? Dog, it's NBA Jam. You have to play with Shaq. It's just the most dominant. wait. Is it modern rosters? Is it old school rosters? Like, I don't I don't know. Hey, if it's Shaq edition, it gotta have Shaq. Like, this is I'm, true. I'm playing with Shaq. He's gotta be 99 everything. And is it Orlando <laughs> Shaq or Lakers Shaq? That's a game changer. Yeah, that's wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. But uh next up, we're gonna talk about the most underrated Chicago Bulls players of the last decade. Now we got a heck of a list. It really is, and me looking at this. There's a lot of players to pick from, surprising. Some one-off Bulls players that came and went. Some players that were here for a couple of seasons. Now, the thing that I may cheat on a little bit when I make my list is some of these players didn't play as good when they are on the Bulls, but they became heck of players after they left. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> but uh, anyway, Pat, man, who do you who do you, who do you want to go off first on one of the most underrated Bulls in the last decade? Um, most underrated bulls in the last decade. You know what? Here's here's a guy that for me, I always looked at as, yo, we got we had him, we lost him, got him back, we got mm. him too late. Okay. Now you know what? He might have been. He might be a little outside the decade. I'm pushing the decade a little bit. Okay. Well, for me, it was always Brad Miller. Yeah, definitely pushing the decade on that one. I'm, I'm pushing it a little bit. Pushing, I'm pushing, pushing it a little bit. But for me, it was the always time we played with the Bulls was 2010, bro. Like, yeah, okay, you pushed it. I missed it by two years. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it by two years. Nah, but you know what? He was he was one of those players that. Um, all right, I'll switch it there. I'll switch it. I'll go to my second no. one, man. That's true. That's true. That's true. I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it. Well, I play by the rules because even though you cheating out here, talking about <laughs> they play well after the Bulls. Uh, my second one on my list was going to be uh, somebody who who just cracked me up while he was with the Bulls, and but he was absolutely uh, one of them dudes that was out there splashing for us night in and night out. I got to go with the Italian stallion, man, Marco Bellinelli. I'm half oh, Italian. I can get away with that's you. that's actually the number one on my list too. So that's like, number yeah, one. Hey, I'm glad yeah, I bro. stole. <laughs> Marco, I, and you know the thing is, and I went back and looked at Marco's per thirty six, which we both hate, but also his per. He just wasn't used right, bro. Oh, big shot! Like <laughs> they literally only went to him like, "Hey, man, listen, we need a three. Go to Marco." But Marco had the ability to put the ball on the floor. Yeah. He like he was a heck. Of, he was a solid defender, not a lockdown or anything, but he was active defensively. Yeah. Mark, yeah, Marco is definitely, he's one of the toughest players that we had around that time. And it just sucks that when we did have him, Derrick Rose wasn't Derrick Rose anymore at that point. Because I really do think had Derrick Rose gotten to have a prime, right, him and Marco would have been a hell of a backcourt together. Oh, I, I would have loved it. But you know what? And It's like you said, they really didn't use him right. And so the, the question I always had, was, like I when, when you sent it to me, I was like, all right, let me go through some of these mugs and see kind of. Mm-hmm. You know what what it looked like, and I I honestly looked at it and I was like, wait a minute now, like Marco could pass, 
Like, I didn't remember. I just remembered him being able to shoot. I was like, Marco was like a really good passer. Mm -hmm. Marco was a decent on-ball defender. Marco actually would would was good creating a shot. He was the two-guard we needed, and we never used him like it. <laughs> never had the chance to, bro. Like, yeah. it's crazy, man. It's really crazy. Like, Marco was a really, really good player, and I think people don't really quite understand how good Marco was because at that time, everybody was, wait, is Derek coming back? Is Derek coming back? It was kind of throwaway seasons until Derek came back. But I'm going to go ahead, since you mentioned Marco, I'm going to get into my next player, and this one everybody's going to agree with. Nate freaking Robinson. Hey, one of the best bro. playoff series I've watched. Bro, one of the best one-season bulls of all time, if oh, yeah. not the best one-season bull of all yep. time. Like, like, what Nate Robinson did in that series was phenomenal, but also outside of that, what he did over the course of that season, bro, to be able to be the bull starting point guard because Derrick Rose is out with injury and to be able to, to bring so much. Another player that, heck, had Rose actually been able to come back, because remember that was the season where they kept thinking Rose was going to come back. Um, yeah. Had Rose been able to come back and we have Nate Robinson coming off our bench, bro, that would have been bananas, man. He was a he was a guy that you like Tom had at that point become the king of like, I'm gonna put this little dude in here to replace Derek until Derek get back. Mm -hmm. And he's gonna be uh really good. And you're gonna sit there and look at him like, hey, do we need to get this dude a for real contract out here? Like, <laughs> like he played himself into one of those roles, but the thing was, right, like. He was so aggressive, and you added that with Tom Thibodeau's coaching style, and it made him more aggressive. So, like, when C him and C – of course, you go to the, the playoffs here versus Brooklyn. But when him yeah. and C.J. Watson are going at it, like, I'm like, yo, like, Nate Robinson is exactly the kind of player we need. Unfortunately, he ended up – he got hurt at the uh, – at the end of that season, right? Or was it? No, no, no. He didn't get hurt that season. So the Bulls didn't re-sign him. He Bulls signed with Denver. And then like a week after he signed with Denver, he tore his ACL. Like yep. it was something weird too. It was like coming yep. off an escalator or something. Yep. Um, but to go over Nate Robinson's stats that season, 25 minutes per game, 43% from the field, 40% from three-point, 80% from from uh from free throw. He averaged 2.2 rebounds a game, which for like a 5-6 player, that's huge. 4.4 assists per game and 13.1 points per game. But to take that to the playoffs, playoffs, 16.3 points per game, 43% again, three-point percentage. His three-point percentage dropped down to 33%. 4.4 assists per game. Like, that's crazy, bro. Dog, he did. I mean, he did. He did everything we needed him to do. He was one of those guys that stepped in, and you just, you just had to look at him and be like, "We appreciate you for just stepping in until Derek gets back." And I feel like we never truly appreciated it, right? Because, like you said, we always were just like, "But when Derek comes back, but yeah. when Derek comes back." And now, like, if you go back and watch that series, like Nate was on my list too. I was watching the highlights of him today, and I was like, "Bro, like this was so much fun." I just remember like. Like, C.J. Watson goes down and smokes the dunk. That should have sealed the game. And Nate leads this ridiculous comeback. One-legged, fall-away floater while somehow still moving forward. Like, he floats it, but he's moving forward. Like, like it was a wild one, bro. Um, what time, How much time we got? We got time for one more. Yeah, we got time for one more. Go, one go, more quick one. One more quick one. Uh, another dude I had on my team that um, didn't spend a ton of time with the Bulls, but he was somebody that in that 2014-2015 season, I felt like we had a little bit of a bench mob again. 
Aaron Brooks. Oh, absolutely, bro. Aaron Brooks, bro. Yeah. Now, more 13, I believe. No, 14, 15. I'm right. Uh, uh, 82 games. Started 21 of them. Gave us 11 points a game. And he was just, he was, it literally became, like I just said, we lost Nate. <laughs> Where are we going to find this other little guy mm-hmm. that's going to step in while Derek doesn't play nearly as many games? We got Aaron Brooks. <laughs> and so it was one of those where it was like, he was he was a player that just came, gave you that intensity, gave you pretty good shooting, uh, was able to finish, was able to command the offense for you. Really somebody that I, I – I, it was one of the first people that stood out in my mind when I when I thought about, like, people like – I started just running through the teams, like, who who did should I think, well, like, wasn't a good player for us? Mm-hmm. And he popped up in my head, and I was like, bro, like, nah, Aaron Brooks got some games with us, bro. Like, Aaron, every one of these dudes we've named has a game. And also, let's, let's also mention DJ Augustine. I think sometimes people forget DJ about him, DJ Augustine. Because it, it was the three in a row. Like, we, it was, it was first CJ Watson, but he left, right? And then it was left. Aaron Brooks, DJ Augustine, and Nate Robinson. They, they had that, that overlapping of time where Derrick Rose was out, whether it was the first injury or the second MCL injury. And they stepped in and did their thing. Bro, and it was it was one of those where they'll always be. Are they more iconic? Like we literally just named outside of Marco three guards. Mm-hmm. Are they more iconic in our minds because of being able to step in for Derek? Like they didn't replace production, but mm-hmm. we didn't lose ground. I don't think they're overrated for that. If anything, I think people take that for granted, so to say. Like, how often do you hear, like, DJ Augustine, how often do you hear him mentioned? Like, Nate Robinson because of the playoff series, right? But Aaron Brooks and DJ Augustine, you just don't hear them mentioned much because I think people for, almost forget, like, how big of a role that they had to step into. Like, yeah, they didn't match that production exactly, yeah. but they were able to do enough to where the drop-off wasn't. The Bulls were still playoff teams all of those years. Hey, no, forget playoff teams. We finished second in the Eastern Conference with Aaron Brooks as our starting point guard for 21 games. That's crazy. (laughs) That is wild, fam. That's crazy. Hey, man. Hey, I I love those. Like, going back, and it sucks, right? Because, like, of course, we didn't win a championship. We didn't get the big one. We didn't get it done with Derek, and we thought we had so much more time with him. Yeah. But those teams just stick out so much in my memory. Like the, I feel like, and I don't know if every other every fan base is like this. Like I guess if you win a bunch of championships, you probably not like this. Like if you're a Warriors <laughs> fan, you're probably not like this. But like the hustle teams stick out so much in my mind. The 14-15 Bulls, where I was just like, we shouldn't be winning like this. Yeah. Derek Derek came back for like 50 games, I think. Yeah, I mean, I always think of the the baby bulls where we end up beating Miami. Um, I, I always think, you know, taking the Pistons to seven. Like, what are we doing here? Like the what I feel like those are the teams that we're always just like, man, I remember that. That was yeah. a good time. Yeah. Because you expected nothing from them. Like last year, we we went on a run. We feeling good about the Bulls, and then we like <laughs> y'all kind of suck. I'm just yeah. playing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it going, though, my boy. Unless you have one more. You good? We good? No, I'm I good, bro. We overtime. Yeah, we yeah, overtime. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Take it out of petty cash. Hey, uh, before <laughs> we get to the uh, final topic, we do want to let you guys know about the ultimate NBA mock draft. It starts June 16th with over 50 insiders. There's nothing equal to the ultimate NBA mock draft. 
the Locked On NBA Big Board Draft Experts, plus the Odyssey Insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and follow now so you don't miss a pick. Also, got to tell you about rockauto.com, man, because they are also a sponsor on this uh, episode. And uh, with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for you to uh, go to your local chain store and just say, uh, tell them which parts you need, you know, and, and they're hitting you with questions back and forth. Is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And then you wait behind the counter. Some dude click clacks on a keyboard. He don't know what he's looking for either. He's not a real mechanic. He just helps you put batteries in. And then uh, why, why do all that? You got access right in your pocket to rockauto.com. Uh, you can save money and time while using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more sometimes on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Well, you can go to rockauto.com. Their prices are reliably low for every single customer, and they have everything you need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and now even new carpet. Go to hey. rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How'd you hear about us section so that they know? That locked on sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. Dun, 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 dun. There we go. All right. Next up, we're going to go ahead and get into your questions, your comments. We're jumping into the mailbag this episode. We got two voicemails, and I guess because we went a little over, it's a good. We're going to finish off with two voicemails solidly strong. Before we go, we did forget to mention, I meant to mention at the top of the show, 31 years since the Bulls won their first title. Shout out to, to that team, man. I know that's before your time. My co-host is a little bit young. Before his time, but nonetheless. <laughs> Probably watched that game more than the people that watched it live. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I, I bet you don't remember what Jordan did in the second quarter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First voicemail. This one is from, I believe, Jimmy? He'll say it in there. I probably got that wrong. Hey, this is Justin Howe. I was just calling to ask if you guys thought uh, Drew Timmy would be a potential pick for the Bulls in this draft class. He What'd would he say? be a potential pick. He said Drew Timmy. And it's so funny. So I did not know who he was talking about. So in preparing for this episode, I looked up Drew Timmy's numbers, bro. He's a 6'9", 230-pound power forward from Gonzaga. He played into his junior year. Let me go over his his junior year stats, bro. Again, this is a big, right? And we know that we can use a big. He's not slated to be drafted, but I'll tell you what, looking at his numbers, I would not be I would not be mad if they brought him in as like a, 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 um, a G League contract. 18.4 points per game, almost a block per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, 28% free throw uh, shooting percentage, 60% two-point percentage, almost 60% overall from the field, bro. 28 minutes per game. That's in his That's in his uh, junior year. In his sophomore year, he averaged 19 points per game off basically the same uh, efficiencies, almost the same numbers there overall. Bro, I don't hate this pick. It's coming into the G. Now, not as an 18th pick in the draft, hey, bro. but hey, go bro. ahead. Um... Now, now y'all know I'm the I'm the game by game guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, why why are phone? people why are people talking about him, bro? These is last five. 25 and 7, 25 and 14, 32 and 13, 22 and 4. You know something that we need to talk about, and I don't, and this is gonna sound wrong. 
Not no, wrong. I gotta see it. I gotta see it, right? This might be a Kofi situation, maybe. I I, I don't okay. know him. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I've never seen him. I've never paid attention to him. Maybe I've probably seen him play. But Look, I've never reading some of these scouts, right? From him, it doesn't seem like any of the issues that they have with him is going to is is to do with his inability to guard on the NBA level. It seems like his shots a little bit slow. It seems like uh, he, on some pick and rolls for quicker guards, they're worried about him with in extended minutes. But as coming bringing him into G League, maybe being that that ten to twelve minute just enforcer. Bro, I don't hate this at all, man. Hype his and everything that I've read on him says that his basketball IQ is extremely. And this is the thing that I was going to say that I think may be a little bit controversial. I think we're going to start seeing the return of the big, strong white big in the, the NBA. The big, strong white dude, <laughs> big <Yeah>. country. <laughs> you, and you talked about Brad Miller earlier, right? Brad Miller, yeah. I'm, bro. I'm, I'm just, I'm li- now. Nah, listen, I've seen no tape. I don't even remember watching a Gonzaga game last year. So I don't know what he actually can do, what his what his talent actually is, where he spends most uh-huh. of his time. But bro, he scored thirty seven points against Texas. They were fifth in the country. <laughs> and no, what, it's bro, gotta be something. It's bro, gotta be something. I, I checked. He ain't got no post. I checked ten mock drafts, right? And I didn't go deep because I didn't expect him to show up in any, like I did on some of the other picks. He is not selected to be uh, selected, or he's not slated to be selected in any of the ten that I looked at, bro. And looking at that's crazy. Now here's the question, though, because like, like again, haven't looked at anything on him. This is the first. Mm-hmm. Has he declared? Yes, he's officially hired an agent, so he's, he's in declared. The so he's yeah. so he's declared in the draft. Okay, that makes a difference. I don't know, bro. I hey, listen, maybe I don't know about at eighteen, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not at eighteen, but. I wouldn't if we but I also the, the don't Bulls, know why it ain't I wouldn't take him at 18 either. Like <laughs> oh wait. Oh, that's where we go. We're wrong. I was wrong. Wait, it, that's the thing. It said that he hired a hired a um an agent, but it I just read an article that actually just came out that he uh has decided to go back for his senior year. That would explain why he won't be here. So yeah. uh when the Bulls are better next season, we probably won't be in range to draft him. <laughs> Hey, bro. Hey, hey, that you makes me feel better. Hey, because that's the thing. I was like, yo, I, I like I've looked through draft. Like, I'm not stupid. I don't watch college that close, but I can't be this dumb. Like, bro, I'm, I'm telling you, was putting you, up you know, stuff. you know who ruined it? And another Gonzaga player, Adam Morrison ruined it for white people in, in like that has that type of game. He ruined it. <laughs> like, real talk. Come on, man. Adam Morrison. <laughs> Adam Morrison is such a throwback name. That's one of the top five worst mustaches I've ever seen in my life. Bro, when when's the last time uh, after him he was picked with the third overall pick? Have we seen a non-European white big be drafted that high since him? I'm telling you, he ruined it for. Him. I don't think so. That's. I don't think so. I think if I'm if I'm listen, if anybody can prove me wrong in the comments, I'm not. I don't mean that as like I I just. I'm going off memory. Please prove me wrong in the comments. I can't remember one. I definitely can't remember one. That's funny. I do agree. I kind of agree with you though. I hate how we (laughs) phrased it, but like I mean, I'm half white, so it's all good. So uh, oh well, you too. So me too. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling. We got together. We got one white dude on this show. Adam uh, Morrison ruined it for white people. That's that's a fact. That's tough. 
At that point, everybody was like, listen, if they're not from Europe, we don't want to see them. I don't care. <laughs> no. <laughs> None. That's crazy, man. That's a fact. That's wild. That's crazy. All right, let's get into this last voicemail. This one's from Shay. Hey, what's up? Hey, it's Anthony. You know, I've been thinking a lot about free agency, and uh, I could see the Chicago Bulls going for a guy like DeMontis Sabonis. Now, look, Hayes, I know you said that the Sacramento Kings are looking to do something with him, but let's be honest. Every time Sacramento says they're looking to do something with somebody, they don't necessarily get it done. And think about it. They haven't necessarily made the playoffs in almost 20 years. Now, that's a longer drought than what we have. And think about it. We've had a long drought before the end of this season. Now, on the other hand, I believe that AK might be looking to bring in a guy like DeMontis Sabonis, especially with our young core that we have now. Now, Vucevic is my guy, but I guarantee you, DeMontis Sabonis might be a Chicago Bull. I got to disagree wholeheartedly, bro. Like, I love Shea, but... Not this free agency. Not that, like, you know, no... I don't think that the Kings look to move him. I think that they're going to look to add to him and De'Aaron Fox to really see. Because him and De'Aaron Fox seem like they develop a heck of chemistry in a short amount of time. So if they can extend that and, and really see what they have. And I don't think that they look to move him. And then, again, the Bulls, they're looking. Sabonis is, is, is young Vooch. They're not looking to duplicate what Vooch already gives them. They're looking to bring in a big who can either play with Vooch, play with Patrick Williams, who brings in defense, rebounding things that – shot blocking things that – that Vooch doesn't necessarily excel at. I don't think that they're looking to bring in somebody like Sabonis right now. What do you think, Pat? I I would go get him, but um, I it depends, right? Like, I don't know how you'd get him. It's not free agency. I don't think he's a free agent for another two years. I think he's got two more years under contract. You might see him play his time out there and see if he can make something work. But... I think it is on him, right? Because there, this is a new NBA where, like, the player can dictate where he wants to, whether he wants to be on a team or not. For the most part, now Sacramento kind of has some old school views; they will hold you hostage. But um, I, I feel like Sabonis will eventually leave Sacramento and maybe sign somewhere, and I think the Bulls could be in play for that. But mm-hmm. I don't think that it's gonna happen this year by any means because i do think sabonis might i mean he's coming from indiana so anything's gonna be better like you know what i mean like it's not like he's he's he went from like the lakers to to the kings like he he probably i i think he's gonna stick it out there at least one season yeah i don't think he's gonna leave sacramento anytime soon and i know you said this the, like i don't think sabonis has the 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 coof to really demand a trade right now from the Sacramento Kings, considering he just got there. But you know what? Um, he's a I don't even know if I use Koof correctly. My mama used to throw that at me all the time. I don't even really know what that means. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm going to let you have it. I assume you do. <laughs> um, no, I think Sabonis is a uh, – Okay, Siri. Uh, I think Sabonis is a um, – I think he's a better player than the Kings franchise realizes that they have right now. Mm-hmm. 
And if he demanded out and did the whole, like, I'm not going to come play for y'all, you dig? Like, they would move him. And no, and I, I don't even think it would hurt his stock. Because everybody would be like, well, Sacramento. I mean, at this point now, like, if he was to make a big fuss, yeah, I don't think it would hurt his stock at all. Because, listen, it is the Kings. Like, let's be clear here. It's like, the Kings. Who else but Quagmire? Like, that's how the Kings And are this isn't my, you know, I hate the city of Cleveland. The city of Sacramento is actually good. Too. Like, if you've never been to Sacramento, go to Sacramento. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty good uh, city. It's a poorly run franchise. But it's a terribly ran franchise, bro. It's just a poorly but run franchise. You, Y'all, but they, wasted, so, they wasted DeMarcus Cousins. I'm never They right. waste everybody, bro. Yeah, yeah get out of there, dear. Yeah, yeah. Come on. You got a big, he's 26 year old, 26 years old, who can who can average you 18 and 12. That's not a player that I think any team would be like, hey, no, I don't want that guy. I just think that that's not necessarily the type of player that the AK and Eversley are targeting right now. But I tell you what, if it came down uh trade deadline, uh Vooch is expiring, and they say, Hey, we don't know if Marco's quite ready. We're going to trade uh, Vooch for Sabonis. That's Sacramento, you guys get off that contract at the end of the season. We bring in Sabonis, who can do a lot of the things that Vooch, not quite as pa- yep. good of a passer as Vooch, but can do a lot of the things, at least offensively, that Vooch can do. I'm not hating it. That's where I could see it. That's where yeah. I could see it more so in that scenario. I don't see it as a Sabonis wants to leave there. Yeah. Um, European players tend to be very loyal to the franchises that have them, as long as they're not, you know, the king. As long as they're treated right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? As long as they're treating them right. So I think that uh I think that we'll see a situation similar to that where Sabonis will probably play that contract out. I don't think he'll resign though. Yeah. 2024 I, I is when he's a free agent. Good. Yeah. yeah. I, I'll wait till then. He'll be 28. Yeah. So, I'll wait till then. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh that's it from us for today. Unless you got anything left. Nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. All right, cool. Go ahead and send them off. <laughs> hey, this five o'clock slot recording is weird, bro. Yeah, <laughs> this is strange. Hey, we just like, we just like, oh, <laughs> kind of done. Uh, yeah. Hey, man, uh, follow me on everything at Path the Designer. Also, follow us on everything at Locked On Bulls. We appreciate all the love and support y'all drop for us, man. Yep, follow me at CEO Hayes, CEO H A I Z E. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls and making this your first listen every day. Now, for your second listen, go and check on Locked On NBA Big Board, where host Raphael Barlow and the NBA Draft Junkies give you everything that you want and need concerning the draft. Literally, everything you could want and need concerning the draft. They have the doctorate. In in draft analysis. Let me just be clear on that. So you can check them out wherever you get your podcast. It's free and available, just like we are anywhere you get your podcast. But that is it from us for today. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you lovely and beautiful people tomorrow. Peace, y'all. Yeah, stay safe, brother. Peace.